The Dallas Stars and Calgary Flames kicked off their first round series last night, and the Dallas Stars fall just short by a score of one to zero. And on today's show, we'll talk about this game and why this the result of this game is actually okay, I think, in my eyes, and should be okay in the eyes of Stars fans. We'll talk about the impact players and the guys that we need to see a little bit more from in the rest of this series, and then talk about the keys to game two and the rest of the series if the Stars want to come out on top. All of this coming up on a midweek episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Wednesday, May 4th. Happy Star Wars Day, everybody. May the 4th be with you, and may the 4th be with the Dallas Stars here in the playoffs. Lots to talk about to unpack uh, with last night's Game 1 action that we'll get to in just a second, but before we get to it, thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars, for making us your first listen of the day remember our show is free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen whether that's on youtube or your favorite podcasting platform uh, you can also find our show on twitter at locked on stars and my personal twitter at dane double underscore lewis be sure to follow us at both those spots but without any further hesitation let's get into today's episode talking about last night's playoff game the dallas stars back in the postseason for the first time since 2020, uh, where in that playoff run where they eventually went to the Stanley Cup Finals, they have the same first-round opponent in the Calgary Flames. But both of these teams looking quite a bit different this time around, uh, especially on Calgary's end of things. This is a team that, from what I saw, a lot of experts, a lot of people that have opinions and, and are very involved in the NHL world, a lot of people have this Calgary team as, as favorites to win it all, to win the Stanley Cup uh, in June. Um, and I definitely see why uh, this is a very talented team. And, uh, you know, the stars also talented, but at the same time, kind of viewed as a team that they should just be happy to be in the playoffs. But I think after last night's game, we can kind of take not a sigh of relief, but just kind of take this moment to be like, it's not out of the realm of possibility for the Dallas stars to win. And, and I know, you know, it's tough to lose a game in the playoffs, especially as a fan, especially in a close intense game. You want to see your team pull out those tough gritty wins, those grinded out games, but the stars not able to do it last night. But at the same time, they only lost by a score of one to zero on the road round one of the playoffs against, you know, a top two team and the conference debatably a top two team in the league. Uh, and again, only lost, by one goal, only allowed one goal. Um, I mean, they didn't score on their own end. I mean, that's not to say that the Stars didn't make mistakes because they made plenty of mistakes in this game. But in a game that had a little bit of everything, I mean, 30 penalty minutes from each team, 54 total hits, uh, an insane brawl at the end of the first period that saw John Klingberg and Rasmus Anderson get ejected. Uh, the Stars hung tough. And, and I mean, barring a win, I think this is all we could have asked for for the stars to start out this playoff series. Obviously a victory would have been huge. It would have been fantastic to see Dallas start out the series with the win. Uh, but if they were going to lose, 
which I think a lot of people, even, in, you know, including myself in some ways, thought was, was likely, uh, you know, this is still probably the best way it could have gone down, um, you know. On a night where the the Nashville Predators lost seven to two to the Colorado Avalanche, and the Capitals upset the Panthers at home, I, I think Dallas had a pretty okay night, all things considered. Uh, and even if you look, you know, to to some of the first games uh, on Monday, if you will, I mean, Minnesota getting kind of beat up at home by the Blues, Dallas Dallas held their own pretty well, if you ask me, uh, in, in this first matchup with the Calgary Flames. You know, I, I think that they did not play. Excellent in the first period. I think they left a lot to be desired as far as intensity um, and just energy. I think Calgary definitely dominated on the energy front, the intensity front. I think that they were ready from the get-go, and I think it took the Stars a little bit of time to wake up, as is evidenced by that power play goal that Calgary scored. But I think if you look at the second period and most of the third period, I think it's you can make the argument, and I think it's a winning argument, that Dallas won those periods. Obviously, they didn't score goals, but I think just in terms of the way they attacked and the way they controlled the puck, um, their forechecking, I think that they played a lot better, and they and you know it was evenly matched, if not advantage to the stars as far as looks at the net, shots on goal, uh, things like that. I know, I know the Flames eventually led, I think, 26-16 shots on goal, but still uh, not too much to complain about as far as intensity and the want to for the stars in the second and third period i mean and and when you look at the one goal that the flames did score they're they're due for a goal like that at least one in this series where that top line connects especially on the power play uh, i mean they're just so dangerous and so lethal uh all the time on the ice so i think it says a lot about the stars that they were able to hold them to only that goal in this game and of course uh got to credit that to the defense as well as jake ottinger who looked rock solid in his first playoff start uh saving 25 of 26 shots there wasn't really a moment i think i don't think he really ever looked overwhelmed or you know nervous or kind of on edge i think that he went in with a lot of confidence and i know they were even talking about on the stars broadcast i know this game was on espn and valley sports as well um and, and of course broadcasted on the radio here in dallas as well with josh and razor they were talking about the the, the goalie coaching staff and you know the the coaching staff in general for the stars saying you know, telling Jake, like, whatever happens, don't lose your swagger. Don't lose your confidence. And I, I don't think that ever happened. I think Jake stayed himself. He stayed true to himself throughout the entire game. Uh, and I think it was evident from the get-go. I mean, even though he gives up that early goal, he still came up with some huge saves throughout the rest of the game and, and still looked like the Jake Ottinger that we have known and loved throughout this entire season. And so I think that that is good news for this team going forward in the playoffs. Uh, that he's up to the challenge. I mean, Calgary is one of the toughest places to play in the regular season. Uh, and even on TV, you could tell that that building was rocking last night. Um, and so really proud and excited to see, uh, proud of Jake and excited to see what he can do as the playoffs continue to go on. And, you know, credit to him and credit to the rest of the defense. I mean, 14 blocks as a team from the Stars as a whole. Yanni Pockenpah had three, Radic Fox had two. Uh, Miro Haskinen and Joel Hanley had two, and Rope Hintz had three blocks as well. So guys were putting their bodies on the line. Uh, there was no hesitation from those guys and a few other guys that picked up uh, one block individually. I mean, no hesitation from the Stars team to put themselves at risk for the betterment, the greater good of this team and helping keep their hopes alive of winning game one. And so you definitely can't overlook that statistic right there. I think Calgary only had nine block shots and Dallas had 14. And I think that's a huge credit to them. And that helped Jake Ottinger out a lot, who still had a good night in you know his own right, for sure. 
And, you know, Dallas is really in a unique spot right now. Uh, and I feel like I'm, I'm acting maybe more optimistic than I maybe should. I mean, I am disappointed in the loss, but also, again, given some of the other results in these early first round games, pretty pleased with what I saw from the Stars. And I think that there's a really good chance that they could come in and if they're able to do some of the things that they did well in game two and fix some of the things that they did poorly, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the show uh, here in a few minutes. I, I think they have a really great opportunity to go back to Dallas for games three and four. Uh, tied up at 1-1 one, one. And, and you know they're just in a unique spot because I think people in the NHL in general are just kind of forgetting that the stars are in the playoffs I, I'm the kind of guy that notices like the the TV promotions the commercials the the teaser trailers if you will the stars aren't in a lot of those if you look on TNT if you look on ESPN uh, even just on NHL social media the stars not in a whole lot of the the promotion that's being put out and, and I mean that's kind of what happens when you're one of the lower seeded teams and you're a wild card team, that's natural. But even just amongst talk on social media, not a whole lot of mention of the stars. And and I get it. This is a team that's been pretty unremarkable for the majority of this season outside of a few remarkable players. But with that said, there's really no pressure on the stars team right now. You know, if they lose this series, no one is going to bat an eye. No one's going to be shocked or appalled. So the stars just need to play that way. They need to play loose. They need to play free like they have nothing to lose because they don't. People are expecting, you know, that the, the Calgary Flames to win. Some people are expecting a sweep. Some people are saying Flames in five. Uh, very few people like myself say, you know, Flames likely in six games. But I think the Stars have a great opportunity to come out and play with intensity and play with grit and determination, but also play free and, and kind of take the pressure off themselves uh, because they have nothing to lose uh, and everything to gain. If they win the series, that puts the NHL on notice and knocks out one of the best teams in the tournament in Calgary. So really hope that we will continue to see the upward trend from the second and third period of Tuesday night's game continue into the first period and beyond on Thursday night's game. But we're going to continue to talk about game one, talk about some of the impact players and some of the guys that we wish we could have seen more from. Uh, that maybe could have helped turn the tide in this game for Dallas. But first, we're going to take a quick break and say thank you to some of our sponsors. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer that only their brand or warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything that you could possibly need for your car or truck tail lamps, brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. We're moving right along on this Wednesday episode of Lockdown Stars. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in to today's episode, for making us your first listen of the day. Uh, this is your host, Dane Lewis, at Dane double underscore Lewis on Twitter uh, and at Lockdown Stars on Twitter as well. Be sure to give us a follow. And if you're watching on YouTube, 
drop a like, drop a comment, drop a subscription if you're not already subscribed. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, you can leave a rating and review uh, for free. And it just takes a quick second. So be sure to do that if you like what you hear. But let's continue moving along, talking about last night's game one matchup between the Stars and Flames and talk about some of the impact players. I think that there were a lot of guys that maybe kind of flew under the radar just because no goals, no assists for the Stars. But I think had really good games and a lot of them are guys making their Dallas Stars playoff debut. I want to start with Luke Glendening, uh, who I think had a, a sneaky good game. He recorded five hits, but I think what's big for him is he went 57% in the faceoff circle. So he was above 50%. He was winning the majority of his faceoffs. He's been one of, if not the best guy in the faceoff dot for Dallas this season. And that showed here in game one. And that's huge uh, because in this game, Calgary actually won the faceoff battle. They won 50 per six. 56% of the faceoffs while Dallas won 44%. And faceoffs are going to be massive in this series. You look to that one goal that Calgary scored with Lindholm. I mean, they won that faceoff on the power play in the offensive zone. So if Dallas can find a way to win faceoffs and win the faceoff matchup night in and night out in this series, I think that their chances of winning games and winning the series increases a little bit. And Luke Glendening is going to play a huge role in that. We need to continue to see him be above 50% in the faceoff circle, which I think that he's going to do just fine. Uh, but we're going to need to see some other guys win their faceoffs as well. And moving to another guy that's new to the team this season, but had a big night. We talked about him a little bit earlier. Talked about his altercation, rather, was Michael Raffle for hits and a key block uh, down the stretch of the game. One of the guys that was putting his body on the line, both with the block, but also uh, getting a little bit down and dirty, if you will, at the end of the first period, kind of starting that brawl, that breakout fight at the end of the first frame in the, in last night's game. And, you know, his fight may have led to some penalty minutes and may have uh, eventually, you know, led to that other fight that saw Klingberg and uh, Rasmus Anderson get ejected. But I think that it got the stars going. I mean, I wish that a goal or, you know, some something else like that could have come from it. But I, I think that, that kind of sparked the stars and kind of gave them that extra push to come out with some of that intensity that they needed in the second period. And uh, he he definitely won that fight. He beat up on Matthew Kachuk pretty good, uh, which you always love to see uh, guys on your team win fights, but especially to to take down one of the other team's star players and one of their best players. I mean, I think that sent a little bit of a message to him and the rest of the team. And now everyone on Calgary's roster knows to not mess with number 18 uh, because he will destroy you and put you on the ground. Uh, so big props to Michael Raffle and Luke Glendening for showing up the way that they did in last night's game. And hopefully we will continue to see that flush itself out in the series. Luke and Michael's signings have really been big for the stars this season overall, but I think that they will truly pay off in full in this series. I think having, you know, we talk about the veteran presence on this team, and we, we've really been talking a lot about Pavelski, Ben, Sagan, Radulov, and haven't really talked too much about these guys just because they're not longtime Stars veterans, but still important veterans nonetheless that do have some postseason experience with their former teams and guys that have been around the league for a while, and I think that they add a lot of value uh, to this roster, and I think that they showed why last night, both for for different reasons at times, but still reasons and you know that matter. Uh, and continuing the trend of, of new Dallas Stars members, I think Yanni Hockenpah also had a good game. The, the defenders in general, after the first period, had their work cut out for them on both teams, playing each the Flames and Stars with only five defensemen. And Yanni Hockenpah, I think, had some really big moments. He positioned himself 
really well late in the game and ruined a lot of Calgary's chances. He kind of disrupted their rhythm at times, and I, I think that that was huge for the Stars. I mean, just using his big body to inconvenience Calgary at several different moments and, of course, like I said, recorded three blocks as well. Again, using his massive, I think, like 6'8 frame to his advantage uh, and really, really proving himself uh, here in the latter stages of the regular season and now it seems in the playoffs as well. Uh, really good stuff from number two for the Dallas Stars, but kind of moving to some guys that we would have loved to see more from. And this is kind of a given uh, with the scoreboard result that we see one to zero. Got to be the top line. We definitely need to see more from them in game two if Dallas has any chance of stealing that game. And of course, I mean, it's not all on them. It wasn't like necessarily, okay, they played a bad game. Um, we talked about on yesterday's episode with Sam Nestler that Calgary this season has actually done really well shutting down that top line. So you have to give credit to Calgary's defense and, of course, uh, Jacob Markstrom, who leads the NHL in shutouts this regular season. Uh, Calgary's penalty kill, I think they were saying on the broadcast, was sixth best in the NHL um, overall and like the second best penalty kill at home. And so even you know the Stars' power play struggling at this point in the year, if that wasn't bad enough, we're now going up against one of the best penalty killing units in hockey. Um, and so you do have to give some credit to the flames uh, for, you know, how they handled the top line, but, you know, Pavelski and Rope had a really good look uh, in a late game rush situation. And Rope hint since the puck a little bit too high. That's an opportunity you have to execute on Jason Robertson almost had a really clean look at the net. And the final two minutes, I believe it was in the six on five sequence whenever Ottinger was on the bench. A uh, little bit of chaos around the front of the net. The puck comes out to Robertson on the right side and he just misses it. I think, you know, if he had been there and he'd been in the right position, I don't think Markstrom could have gotten over in time, especially just with how good Robertson's been in the clutch. It was a moment that I was like, oh, this was tailor made for him to come up huge for Dallas here in the final two minutes of this game down one, but j just not meant to be. Uh, some opportunities squandered by the Stars top line and you know they didn't necessarily play bad um, and I think that we saw some positives from them and uh, some, some positives especially in the final two periods of this game uh, you know and they, I think there should be a little bit of confidence from them and the rest of the team that they were getting the looks that I just talked about um, and you know they're of course just going to be confidence with those guys based on how they've played this season. I think one of the positives of the postseason which can also be a negative at times is you're playing the same team over and over and over so you have film and analysis and analytics and whatnot to look at after the game and you can say okay here's what worked and here's what didn't so you can adjust to the opponent that you're playing but at the same time that opponent is also doing that with you they're looking at things that worked and didn't work for them so that's kind of the the mental side of this game as far as coaching goes there's always that chess match going on in the world of sports between coaches and so we're gonna have to see how rick bonus and company adjust in game two as far as how the top line um, is used in this game and the looks that they're able to generate. We're going to have to see how Calgary uh, responds to what happened in game one, if they're going to continue what they've done defensively or if they look to shake things up to try to throw the Stars off even more. So overall, Calgary, obviously they're going to be happy with this win, happy to be up 1-0 in the series, but I think they should be pretty nervous. And, and we're going to talk about in just a second uh, some of the keys in my eyes to game two for the Stars to get a win uh, and tie the series up to go back to Dallas. And we'll talk about that after another quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is also brought to you by Built Bar. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. 
Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, throw them in your kids' backpacks, make sure that everyone has a Built Bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious, made with 100% real chocolate. So no more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both. It's easy, and all you have to do is go to Built.com and order right now. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. Let's wrap up today's episode of Locked on Stars. Looking ahead to the next game in the series on Thursday, Game 2 in Calgary. Stars versus Flames. Dallas looking to even up the series and send it back to Dallas, knotted up at 1. How could they do it, you can ask? Well, I'm glad you asked uh, that rhetorical question, listener, because that's what we're going to talk about here to close out the show. Uh, in my eyes, some of the keys to the game and what Dallas can do to hopefully turn the tides in their favor in game two and the rest of this series. And I, I think the first one that you have to talk about and the obvious point is Dallas needs to spend more time on attack. And of, of course that's easier said than done. You know, it's easy for me to, to sit here in my chair, in my room, not playing this game of hockey, uh, watching on TV to say, Oh, you need to do better on offense. You need to attack more. You need to pressure the other team and the other team's goalie more often. So I understand that that's easier said than done. But I do think that the Stars showed more signs of life offensively as the game went on. I think their forechecking got better starting around the middle part of the second period. And But at the end of the day, Dallas is at their best whenever they are pressuring the other team's goalies. We've seen some goalies have some fantastic performances against the Stars this season. But with a guy like Markstrom, that's just going to that's how it needs to be. Uh, I mean, he's a guy that's going to get a lot of saves. He was probably due for a shutout somewhere in this series. So. Glad that we got that out of the way in game one. But Dallas will be at their best this series, and they will have their best chance to win if Markstrom is having to work for each and every one of those saves. We need to wear him down slowly but surely. That is the key to game two, and that is the key to the rest of the series. I mean, he only had to save 16 shots. Uh, Dallas needs to do a better job of putting the pressure on him, and they need to do it early in the game. I mean, I think that's kind of been the downfall for the stars at times, or I mean, even the strength, if you want to say, say that, because sometimes the goalies have really good performances on Dallas's side of things, but sometimes Dallas's goalies get put under a lot of pressure and they eventually crumble under that pressure. That's what you have to do with a guy like Markstrom. Uh, you might have to get a lucky bounce every now and then, or, you know, just kind of get a weird play. But also if you just continue to go at him relentlessly, it's only a matter of time before you're able to connect on some goals so the stars need to do more in terms of attacking on offense and again that's going to be difficult to do because this calgary team is so fast so young and youthful and the stars a little bit older and not as fast as some areas on the roster uh, but continuing to look at what dallas can do they need to repeat the defensive effort that they had after the goal that they gave up i think they did a really great job of limiting calgary's chances calgary was leading the way by a wide margin uh, on shots on goal early in the game. I think at one point they were up seven to nothing or eight to nothing on shots on goal. They eventually scored the first goal, and then Dallas was finally able to get some stuff rolling offensively to get some shots on net. But they also did a good job of limiting 
Calgary's amount of shots on that. I mean, after that first period, it had the feeling of a game where Calgary could put up, you know, 35, 40 shots on net, but they only put up 26. Uh, and I think that's a huge swing for the Stars team that they were able to slow down that offensive attack after the initial goal. And, uh, you know, sometimes we've seen the Stars team give up a goal and then they kind of roll over and uh, allow the other team to continue to pour on, whether it's immediately or later in the game. But we didn't see that from the Stars last night. They stood firm. They stayed strong and they stayed the course and they disrupted a lot of plays. They used their sticks and their bodies really well, again, putting their bodies on the line and it worked out in their favor. And so we need to see that more on the defensive side. So we need to see more aggression in the offensive zone and more pressure. And you don't have to change a whole lot defensively. I mean, there's probably a few things here and there, but overall in the second and third period was very pleased with what I saw uh, just you know, disrupting the puck and disrupting the rhythm of Calgary's offense. I think the Stars did an excellent job of that. Uh, and kind of staying with the defensive theme, and this isn't really a, a game plan um, adjustment, but more just a, a common sense thing, have John Klingberg in the entire game. Uh, the, the entire dynamic of the Stars lineup defensively and offensively changes with him not in the lineup. He's a big part of the five-on-five -five offense. He's also a huge part of the Stars' power play. And I, I, I don't know if the Stars get a goal, if he's able to play the second and third period. Um, but I, I think the chances are higher if John Klingberg plays those two periods. So hopefully he's able to stay in the game for the for its entirety. Uh, I mean, if Rasmus Anderson wants to not be in the game, that would be helpful as well. Uh, but hopefully we get John Klingberg for all 60 minutes because I do think that that changes some things offensively for the Stars team. And then lastly, you have to match Calgary's intensity from the get-go. As we said earlier, I don't think Dallas did a very good job of that. I think Calgary came out hot, on fire, and ready to go, and the intensity was at 10 for them. I think the intensity for the Stars was like maybe around a 6 or 7, and it wasn't quite where it needed to be, uh, especially given that it was game one of the playoffs. I was expecting both teams to come out at full 10s, uh, and I think it took the Stars. I think they eventually got there, but it just took them too long to do so. I mean, they were out hit 34-20 to 20 in this game, uh, and, and it, you know, I don't think that the the margin will be that wide for the rest of the series as far as hits it might be but it shouldn't be because dallas certainly has the means to bully teams and be the enforcers i mean they have we've seen it all season i mean jamie ben not not afraid to get his hands dirty yanni hockenpah big body that likes to hit people we saw michael raffle get into some scuffles tonight especially at the end of the first period i mean this team is full of a, guys that just have that that junkyard dog mentality. And so we really need to see that come out. We need to see these guys play with a little bit of edge. Um, and, you know, I know Sam touched on it yesterday that sometimes Johnny, Johnny Gaudreau can get thrown off his game if he gets hit a little too much because he is a smaller guy. I mean, obviously, don't cheap shot him. Don't do something stupid that's going to get your team penalized or a guy you know, suspended or ejected. But don't be afraid to be physical along the boards. Calgary was doing it all game, and Dallas needs to match that energy, especially with that top line. Uh, if you can hit those guys and you know, kind of throw off their rhythm and throw off their game, I think that that throws them off physically, but it also does it mentally as well if they continue to take those big shots on the board. So hopefully we'll see more of that from Dallas uh, in Thursday night's game. And again, I think that that fight at the end of the first period really did spark the stars. And I think it sent a message to Matthew Kachuk and his team as well. So who knows what we're in store for in game two, but I am really excited to see it go down. And I think it's going to be another exciting game, probably with a few more goals. If I were to imagine, I uh, don't know if we'll get another one zero game in this series, or maybe even in the rest of the playoffs. Uh, but again, only time will tell. And this is, Going to be such a fun game, too, and hopefully a fun and exciting 
rest of the series. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for stopping by and making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform and leave a rating or a review if you like what you hear. Remember, we are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen. You can also find me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis. You can also find our show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Be sure to give us a follow there if you do not do so already and be sure to tune in tomorrow as it'll be game day yet again and we will talk a little bit more about game two and the keys to the game for both sides and the players to be on the lookout for. But we'll see you there, Stars fans. Remember, be loud, wear green, go Stars. We'll see you back here tomorrow.